You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events to get free and periodic updates to this program and our other interesting programs. Be sure to enter your email address in the subscribe to WHTT box on the right side of our website, whtt.org. And now, ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about the two-state solution. According to Jimmy Carter, there is zero chance for the two-state solution. And there's an interview uh, in The Prospect, an article also that appeared in The Times of Israel, says, quote, former U.S. President Jimmy Carter said that the two-state solution has, quote, zero chance, unquote, of being realized today, and blamed this on Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in a wide-ranging interview with Prospect Magazine. The article's written August the 13th. Carter accused Netanyahu of adopting a one-state solution and lamented that the, quote, U.S. had withdrawn, unquote, from making further efforts. He further accused the Jewish state of denying Palestinians equal rights, but stopped short of labeling Israel an apartheid state, a term he utilized in his book, Palestine, Peace, Not Apartheid. Well, I don't think he actually called it apartheid state, but as we have talked about previously and has been recognized at least by Desmond Tutu of South Africa, he described it not as the apartheid state, as an apartheid state on steroids, which would mean it's much, much worse than what the expression apartheid applies. So we've known for a long time that there's very little possibility for a two-state solution. It's just been obvious in all the policies over the years, the expanding settlements. There was just another 300 units that were being announced here just in the last week or so, and so building is continuing in the West Bank. A good example is is a post that we just made today on our podcast site, and you can also get it through our website of hdt.org. It's entitled, How Israel Steals Land from Palestinians Legally. And this was done by Israel Social TV. It's actually a four-minute documentary about stealing Palestinian land from uh, nearby Jerusalem, actually. And it's in Hebrew, but has English subtitles. So that's a, a good example of what's been going on. And, of course, the re-election of Benjamin Netanyahu in March, where he said that there would be no Palestinian state under his leadership. Chuck, you want to jump in here? Well, yeah, I do. I think we can stay out of the question of what kind of state is the best for the Palestinians, because at the present time, there is no possibility of any state. The question with the Palestinians today is, are they going to become an extinct group? Is Israel going to find some way to deport them all or force them all out or, or kill them. There is no intention whatsoever, either by our own government or by the Israeli government, to create any kind of a state. 
And whatever kind of a state you came up with, they would come up with something else. The issue today is is whether Israel can actually be disassembled. And that's really what needs to be done. The state of Israel needs to be taken apart. And it will be, would be just as easy to do that as it is to force Israel to uh, provide citizenship to the Palestinians, I would say. So I think the issue is a moot point. I think Jimmy Carter is a wonderful ex-president who did great things. I didn't have any appreciation at all for him when he was president. I have a lot of appreciation for him after he was president. And I feel like he's kind of like one of us who's really dedicated and trying to do something. The newspapers that run these issues back and forth are really playing games with us. And what's really happened is we've got this present new battle that's being forced upon us that we can't seem to understand called ISIL or ISIS. And this is really where the war is taking place, the psychological war. And the Palestinians are really just victims of this war with ISIL. And they're blamed. They're called ISIL. They're referred to as ISIL. People look at the, what's going, what has happened with ISIL and they simply say that's the Palestinians all over again. And probably they can find a few Palestinians that are fighting on the side of ISIL somewhere. So to me, we have gone past the stage where we're really debating for Palestinian rights. We're actually, what we're, what we're looking for now is preserving our own situation. And that probably means dismantling the state of Israel. It needs to be taken apart and taken down. And uh, I think it's just as likely that uh, that could be accomplished as uh, either by natural forces, which we could talk about a little bit later, but certainly not. We don't have the capacity to do it by war. No, and we talked about in our last uh, podcast about our book, One Nation Under Israel. It was originally titled Holocaust II, Saving Israel from Suicide. So what really looks would be a self-destruction would be its own suicide, uh, the suicidal policies that we're seeing in Israel. That's right. That we are seeing suicidal tendencies there. And uh, you have a element of people that simply cannot understand that because they are committed to the state of Israel. We have called them Zionists. Others have called them Zionists. And we've identified a block of those people in our, our own society who are totally unreasonable, cannot hear anything else, and we call them Christian Zionists. And they simply attach Israel to their religion. And so it becomes a, a, Israel becomes a matter of their faith, and therefore there's no way to talk to them and deal with, with them, even if you've known them for 20 years. And then well, you find out that even if you're married to one, I mean, no matter what the situation is, People who have this absolute religious faith, I don't want to call it a faith commitment because it's really faithless, but it, who have this, this religious commitment are very difficult, very slow to change. I was among them. I was never quite one because there were always things that didn't ring quite true with me, but I certainly did know the language and talk the language and and had as my friends people who were very much in that circle all the time. And I thought nothing of it. I thought they were just good friends. I'd like to bring up, bring up the point that you mentioned, that this is just the logical outworking of uh, what was started from the, from the get-go. 
I'd like to refer people to the uh, King Crane report that was given to Woodrow Wilson in 1919. I mean, this, this, this goes way back, way, way before World War II and Hitler and all that stuff. King Crane report, this is a quote from it, it says, for a national home for the Jewish people is not equivalent to making Palestine into a Jewish state, nor can the erection of such a Jewish state be accomplished without the gravest trespass upon the civil and religious rights of existing non-Jewish communities in Palestine. The fact came out repeatedly in the Commission's conference with Jewish representatives that the Zionists look forward to a practically complete dispossession of the present non-Jewish inhabitants of Palestine by various forms of purchase. And we, we know that the purchase, they only got like 1 or 2 percent uh, through the purchase, and then, then, then you have in all the... Uh, uh, the Zionist terror groups like the Ergon and the, the Haganah and all these different things happen. What we're seeing is not something that is just, oh, where did this come from? This is the uh, outcome, uh, the logical outcome from where this whole thing started. Right. I, I, what is the name of that report again? King? It's called the King Crane Report, and it was given to Woodrow Wilson in 1919. Is that cr cr Cranes with a K or C? With a C. C-R-A-N-E-S, King Crane. Yeah, so, yeah King, uh, K-I-N-G, then Crane, C-R-A-N-E, King Crane Report. You can find that online. Okay. The World War One Document Archive. Well, uh, we, we need to be careful about, uh, no one can have more sympathy. I don't, I don't know how anybody having more sympathy for the Palestinian people than I do. I mean, to me at times it's been, seemed like a mission in life. But as I have processed it through the idea of how we're going to save America, how, how they, what's going to be left here. I, I began to realize that, that these poor people are pawns and, and, and we can do less for them than we can for ourselves. We have to tackle this problem that we can deal with. And, and our friends are being drug in from all sides into this ISIL thing. We have no idea how powerful this propaganda is is reacting on people. It's affecting them very, very deeply. We may see, sort of see through it and believe that it is instigated somehow by someone else, but what the, has been very successfully put forward is that this is the Palestinians. Palestinians are ISIL. The Syrians are ISIL. The Iranians and the Iraqi, they're all ISIL. Probably Afghanistan too. This is being pumped into people's minds to accept this idea that anybody Arab or even uh, somebody is not Arab but is in an Arab state or around an Arab state is ISIL. And this is what we're up against. We're up against the most massive propaganda campaign that's taken place uh, since the vilification of the Nazis. Not that they may deserve to be vilified, but we can, some of us can remember how that campaign worked a long time ago. And so you've got ISIL being the image and face of all these people, these Palestinian people. Does, does any comment on that? Well, there's another aspect you talked about, the religious dogma, and uh, the other aspect here in the United States, of course, is the political dogma. You've got the two-party system, Democrat, Republican. And what was interesting at this end of this uh, interview in the prospect with Jimmy Carter, he's a Democrat. And the bottom line was here that he voted for 
Obama over Hillary in 2008, but if Hillary gets the election, he will support her in 2016. So it's just politics as usual. We don't get change. We get wars with either party. And so we're stuck in that uh, paradigm, if you will, along with the Christian Zionist and, and their dogma. So, sure. And uh, Tom, we can tie this right into this present argument over uh, the nuclear arms agreement with Iran. It's part of the same argument. It's part of the same ISIL argument. Yes. Uh, Iran is so terrible that we cannot have treaties with them. And so what's, what we're being forced into is a culmination of the ISIL arguments and the nu nuclear treaty arguments and all the TD ads and everything is compelling us forward into, some, into another war. And that's the object of, of all of this very clearly. It's, it's, it's happened before. Uh, sanctions, uh, sanctions against uh, countries like Russia and Iran eventually do lead to incidents, and those incidents are then magnified, and those magnified incidents then become the basis of a war. And that's exactly where this is taking us. We're bypassing the Palestinians. They're just left to suffer uh, in, in the incredible condition they're in. We're supposed to look over them and actually beyond them now and be uh, turning our attention to hatred against uh, the Persian people. Very good analysis, Chuck. Good commentary. Now, the, the thing that grieves me about this whole thing is the Christian involvement, because we're supposed to be worshiping the Prince of Peace, God incarnate in the flesh, uh, who says, you know, turn the other cheek, who says to love those who uh, persecute you, pray for, you know, pray for those who persecute you, and that we're, the, the Christians are just saying, go to war, go to war, go to war. And it's, that is what grieves me the most, and that we're funneling funds into this war machine and just being sucked into just like you know, lambs led to the slaughter, I guess. Well, I, I think, Craig, what you just said should be the beginning line and the ending line of this program. And that's how it should begin. That's how it should end. That, that's really us. That's our mission. Thanks for listening. If you like this program, please let your friends know about it and our other thought-provoking podcasts. And be sure to visit our website, whtt.org, for a wealth of information on Christian Zionism and other critical issues that we face. Also, at whtt.org, you can watch for free our award-winning documentary film, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Join us in our efforts to wake the town and tell the people. Start small think big, and press on towards the straight gate.